In a world where action movies are made, not all action movies are created equal. Only the best make it into the Action Movie Hall of Fame. Knock, knock. Can you fly, Bobby? There can be only one. Hey, I'm Matt Brand. And I'm Derek Bordalo. Welcome to the Action Movie Hall of Fame. On every episode of the Action Movie Hall of Fame, we review an action movie. We do a deep dive, and at the end, Derek and I vote, and we have to agree if the movie makes it into the Action Movie Hall of Fame. So it should probably go without sailing. Yes, there are going to be spoilers. And congratulations to last week's inductee, our first episode, Die Hard. Derek, what are we listening to? What are we watching? What are we reviewing this week? This week we've watched and are and now reviewing 2006's Casino Royale with Daniel Craig's inauguration into the Bond world. Perfect. Uh, <laughs> I can't wait. Let's uh, let's check this out. Made you feel it, did he? Well, you needn't worry. The second is. Yes. Considerably. There we go. And that's the opening of Casino Royale. So, you know, it is a return uh, of sorts uh, to Bond, a a new Bond. Kind of a rebirth sort of thing, right? Absolutely. Because we're getting the introduction as to how James Bond gets his 007 status. His 00 status, as they refer to it. And these things are always weird because there's so many different Bonds and, you know, so many different timelines. It's like you can't ever actually make sense of it because this wouldn't make any sense amongst all the other Bonds. No, this one I think is more that we're starting a new Bond series. This is because this is literally that first scene gives us the introduction that to become a double O agent, you have to kill two people, and we see his two kills. And now this is him at his first mission, I guess. And now it goes. Let's talk about the elephant in the room, which is, <laughs> yes. uh, you Please. know, this song. So, this is Chris Cornell uh, singing yeah, uh, it, it is. the theme to Derek. How do you feel about this song and Chris Cornell, and just how this is working? I mean. I think it works. I think Cornell's obviously has got a great voice, mm-hmm. but I think they just changed the lyrics to "Be Yourself" from Audio Slave, and it says, "Be yourself." <laughs> it's, it's just it's literally a ripoff of that song, and I mean, I was actually when I was listening. Do to Do most it, people know that, or you're an Audio Slave fan, so you're you're aware of that, or is that? Oh, I don't know. Like, are, are Audio Slave fans feeling this way? Did most of them uh, pick up on that? I don't know. Okay. But that's what it feels like to me. But also, because most of the title of the movies are worked into the theme song. Right. And I was curious, because I don't remember it from when I watched it in 2006. Right. If Casino Royale was mentioned in the theme. And I was waiting for it, but I'm kind of happy it wasn't in there. I don't know how they'd work that in. I'll, I'll be honest. I am not into this song. <laughs> I'm not into Chris Cornell singing it. I love Chris Cornell. I think he's got an amazing voice. This 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 is not for me. It just he's too much of a genre to be singing a spy thing. Like I think it kind of needs someone of a 
of almost any other genre, just just not the the grunge <laughs> genre. It's too specific. So, but what you're too saying, far away from Bond. But what you're saying is you can't. So, you like Chris Cornell's voice, but it's so tied to the grunge scene. Bingo. You can't separate that. Out. Cannot. <laughs> okay. She doesn't belong here. <laughs> Does not belong with James Bond. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> so. Um, Derek, so this whole opening scene, uh, this black and white scene, let's just get into it. Um, what do you think the point of this scene is? I mean, I know you mentioned he, he has his 002 moment, but um, 002. Why, why open here? Why open here? Well, I think it's to re, I think it's the main point was to attract more viewers, right? Because there's going to be a younger generation. Because let's be honest, right from the get-go, this is not a traditional Bond movie. For sure. Like, this makes a complete departure from that. And there's a couple of scenes in the beginning that uh, that we'll get, I'm sure we'll talk about, but or not in the beginning, but early on in the movie, um, where it's just a complete departure. And I think that's the point. They're bringing in a new generation of fans. And, like, I think we talked a little bit earlier, though, they're still, we're still in that generation of fans that kind of grew up with both of them. Right. Because, I mean, I we were only 26 when this came out. And I it's wasn't huge like we into the old. Bond films, but I, I certainly knew about them. And it's the kind of thing like you would catch with, you know, watching on TV with your dad or something yeah. or, or, you know, or, you know, Goldeneye because uh, Nintendo 64, of course, yeah, like I was, we uh, definitely saw that movie. Yes. I, I saw some Hand of the Pierce Brosnan. <laughs> yeah. The Pierce Brosnan ones. Absolutely. Yeah. That was our age. Those, right? Like they were like not mid nineties, right? 14 for us, 14, 15, 16, whatever, right. uh, the prime age for that kind of action movie but even then it was still more cheese right like i mean because that's yes i grew up you know having dr no and octopussy those were on in the background like those are that's you know theme music to my life kind of thing because they were always on tv and and, um, and never like maybe i i don't recall here but and maybe just because they were older so you know there's none of that cgi stuff happening but just not a whole lot of action like there's no there... it was it was cheesy yeah like it really like i mean one that's why i brought up octopussy it was called octopussy yeah. like it's cheesy exactly <laughs> so and, and so that's but i think this part they just want to sum up in mm. this black and white part which was actually filmed quite nice like it looked really good it was both the fight scene in the bathroom um where they flat do the flashback to his first kill um you know and them just sitting in the office just and just a great bathroom fight scene, yes. uh, which uh, I immediately kind of thought of uh, of um, Fallout, just because you know, uh, just with that just is a pretty great bathroom fight great scene. bathroom <laughs> fight scenes just kind of jumped in my head, but yeah, just signaling a grittier, darker, totally more violent, more yeah. realistic Bond, and I was I was totally into it. Yeah. Um, okay, so what happens after that we we go through our intro chris cornell just carries us away with his voice um into the start of bond and they they jump to uganda um but even before that like derek what do you think what do you think of daniel craig as bond like what did you think of the do you remember what you thought of the choice when it's first made like what if when like like back when yeah like i'm just i'm a little bit easygoing and that kind of thing i'm just like if he's good he's good yeah I didn't really, it didn't bother me what he looked like. Blue-eyed uh, Bond, are you kidding me? I don't know. I don't oh, know yeah. how I feel and, about uh, this. But there is a scene in this where they, his blue eyes are, I mean, they are coming at me. And A-scene? I loved every second of it. <laughs> a scene? I, I counted at <laughs> least six. There was one where he's coming out of the ocean, though. Not that scene where he's coming out of the ocean. There's where, a couple. There's a couple of those. There's at least twice and where he comes mean, out of the he ocean. he looks pretty good. Uh, yeah, he looks great. He looks very great. But yes, no, but in terms of that, I, I'm, 
I don't, you know, if he comes in and he doesn't do a good job, then, you know, if it was somebody that everybody said, like a Clive Owen-ish type seems more the Bondish, the, the tall, a cl- dark, a clean, a, a cleaned up Clive Owen, which is rare in film, but yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but a cleaned up Cl- Clive Owen type would fit more aristocratic Bond thing, right? He seems more blue collar, and I think they actually mention it, yeah, uh, when he's talking yeah, yeah, yeah. with one, for sure somebody. Um, now, one thing I noticed also, uh, it, it was like a running theme for me, and it was it happens right at the beginning that opening shot where he, he spins and he kills the guy in the opening scene, and it's like the silhouette of him, and it does the classic Bond, you yeah. know, scope and yeah, the circle yeah. around him. But man, I don't know what it is. Like his his pants are just like a little bit frumpy. <laughs> Have you noticed his pants are a little frumpy? I did not notice. It's like it, I did not notice frumpy pants when, when, I... when he's got the suit on. Like everything's tailored. It's great. But there are times uh, throughout the movie, I'm like I his pants not. are like a little daddish, a little daddish <laughs> pants. You know, maybe like a, a loose khaki, like a like a little too loose. Like Bond shouldn't well... be looking like that. I don't know. It was 2006. I don't know. Was that a, was that, that was, was, a was a loose crotch a style Maybe. in 2006? It's not impossible. Maybe. I I like, in Britain was, too. Who knows? I'm just saying it was it was Bond. I'd like to see a little more tapered in in the leg, uh, in the inseam. I, I did not notice, but I can understand why though. That so, would upset you. So we should talk about this opening scene. I keep calling the opening scene, but after the when they're in Uganda, yeah, and yeah, there's this the, the bomb maker. Like this we're is first introduced to uh, parkour. <laughs> No, no, I was gonna no, say, I think this is the first time I was introduced to parkour. No, that's Madagascar. You're in the wrong back up. We're first introduced to Mads Mikkelsen, right? In Uganda. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're I right. Know. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I got, I got excited. No, I'm, I kidding, got excited. I'm kidding. Yeah, you jumped ahead to the, yes, the parkour, the hardcore parkour. <laughs> so basically, what, what do we learn? That's but, a pretty short scene. No, um, but it is kind of silly because basically what that scene tells us, it, it's a it's a pretty big foreshadowing as to what's going to happen, right? right? So I assume this is a Ugandan warlord. I don't know. That, sort, that's yeah. not clear. That's what I, that, that, it's I have clear. warlord in my notes as well. <laughs> it's, he's clearly not paying for schools, right? Like that's, we, we can, we can all agree on that yeah. in hospitals, but he's got literally three like giant cases of money. It's like these of money. are not suitcases. How much did the, are we talking said, like a hundred million? They said it was a hundred and, and some odd million. Right. right. Okay. So it was a ton of money. And then he calls up, I guess his broker in London. Mm-hmm. Right, so he, lo- so Mads Mikkelsen, you know, the classic Bond villain with the scar and the, 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 the faulty eye, not, not uh, the, just the, what a glass eye, I guess. Yeah, the weeping, the, yeah. the, we- the crying blood. Yeah. <laughs> yes. He, although we don't know that yet. But so they load up the money. It's they okay. Could... Spoiler alert. He cries blood. <laughs> yes. It's not a big deal. Okay. Let's keep going. So uh, what's happening? He calls so he his, calls broker, his and broker and says to, you know, go, uh, short the, some air, some stock. So we don't know what stock he says. Short this stock. Skyfleet. I believe it oh, was. Oh, did he say Skyfleet? I okay. think it doesn't matter. And Again, it's okay if I, we spoil these things too. Yeah. <laughs> but then the, uh, the broker says, no, why would you do that? Everybody thinks that nobody thinks it's going to go anywhere, but up. He's like, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. So he's best like a hundred million to bet on the stock market. So, uh, betting but, on a crowd. So that kind of sets up what's about to happen uh, or later. Um, but it also introduces us to the silver puffer. Um, his, his inhaler. You've, oh you've, yeah. Yes. What is the, what is the point of this? Is it just like character trait and extra thing? Like, is is it for asthma? Is it for something else? Like, did you have any thoughts at all I, well, about I, his silver in- I, inhaler? I did wonder if it would come up. Like, I did notice that he inhales it a few times. He does it a few times, right? 
throughout the movie and i'm like is it and then i kind of forgot about it because then at what at one of the scenes where they're playing cards he does it and then you never see it again well at one point much later in the movie james puts a tracking device in it uh which is a whole uh, that's a whole other issue we'll get to later but <laughs> right. um I, I i is that the only reason it was there i just i don't know i i saw I a silver it, puffer i had to talk about it because i thought it's it was like, funny yes i didn't like when you have something that obvious in a movie and it happens several times, usually there's a point to it. I think the point was just that he like left it around later for James to put the tracker in. Right. But anyway, uh, in the it's you know what I have a puffer, and so <laughs> that was the real draw for me. Maybe I'm the only one of the few people who really like. Hey, a silver. Hey, where can I get one of those? I guess is really my question. <laughs> I do want to mention one quick line though that I thought was very funny though. This is Mads Mikkelsen is apparently an investor for terrorists, right? To make them more money. Spoiler. Um, and then, but in early on, and when he's meeting this warlord in Uganda, the guy asks him, do you believe in God? And he says, no, I believe in a reasonable rate of return. Reasonable? Like you're a terrorist. <laughs> you invest in terrorism. <laughs> and all you demand is a reasonable rate of return, like 3%. That's good. <laughs> like, I mean, Aren't you also trying to accomplish something? <laughs> like, it just seems like, that's not even a, a forceful thing. I, everybody would expect a reasonable rate of return. That's investing. Right. <laughs> it's not. But is that your motivation as a terrorist? Right. Exactly. To just like serve, to do well in the terrorism just, business? Yeah, or are I, you trying to, uh, you know, just ruin people's lives or just, you know, no, hurt an enemy no, or, or just, just or make a, a stance? Just, just, uh, just run a tight ship. <laughs> You know, just make sure at the end of the day we paid all our employees. Two and a half to four percent return <laughs> annual. That's good. I'm happy with that. All right, so let's fast forward to the uh, the Madagascar uh, fight, um, or not the Madagascar fight. We go to Madag Madagascar. There is a fight. It's between cobras. Um, a lot of people. No, are really... it was a cobra and a mongoose. Oh, and it was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> I do not condone illegal animal fighting. Just for the record. Just when it's I, uh, made up yeah exactly <laughs> um okay so what happens they're they're tracking this guy um he gets this uh he's this bomb maker yeah um he's he gets a text on his phone um i don't know if we have to go through too much of this you know, there's a chase i mean the chase is awesome uh did you <laughs> have i mean it's spectacular <laughs> what what did you think of the chase there's like there's a uh, handful of things that i i will note pretty quickly here because this is i honestly this is a great scene it, no, the whole, it's like, what, seven minutes long? Yeah. Eight minutes long? And, like, and then if there's anybody out there who's listening and is wondering, oh, well, Bond movies, are they action movies? I mean, this movie throws that out the window. I mean, the first, this is amazing chase yeah. scene. It's spectacular. But James Bond's knowledge of heavy machinery, heavy construction machinery is unparalleled. He knows how to drive a bulldozer he knows how to operate a crane uh he knows how to operate those giant elevator lifts mm -hmm. i mean in mere seconds <laughs> it's but the other thing that i thought was although the chase was spectacular once he got on the crane just he's got to come well, how's he getting down you gotta he's got to get down just it's stay true. on the ground and wait for him to come down. Um, He's but, really got nowhere to go. He jumps to the next crane. But oh, okay, this is, you walk 20 feet. This is not an exciting scene. No, I, uh, I agree. What you're describing is not fun. <laughs> um, and he, you know, he's a double agent. He probably can't wait around, right? Like he he's does got, got have stuff. a license to kill. And so <clears throat> I just want to back up a little bit about this chasing. So at the 
pretty close to the beginning when he starts running away. He's running through like the jungle and then he comes to the fence and he does the parkour over the fence. Yeah. I think that is like honestly my first real introduction to like parkour because that blew my mind. And I was like, what? who is this guy? I was like, in a way, I was almost cheering for this guy because everything he does is incredible. Like yeah. Bond is chasing him too, and he's he's right there behind him, but he's not nearly as cool with the moves that he's no, doing. No, he's like he literally instead of squeezing through that tiny window, he plowed through the wall like the Kool Aid Man, <laughs> bust through the wall like <laughs> hilarious, <laughs> unbelievable. He just bust through a wall. It, it was <laughs> to make any sense. Also, yeah. he was. Uh, he was telling the other uh, the other agent earlier, he's like, don't kill him. I need him alive. Yeah. He almost that's... runs him over with the heavy machinery, like coming at him at full speed. <laughs> he he could have crushed him. him. He could have so crushed him in a pile times. of rubble easily. Yeah. Bond's disregard for human life when he dropped all those pipes, like when he dropped those cranes, he kicked that crane holder. You know, what I don't know what you would call it, but Bond knows how to he kicked two things. It drops like ten tons of steel pipes yeah. on people down the no, not a bother on them. Not a bother. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Okay. Great like sweeping aerial shots, like when he when he oh. jumps from crane to crane and just you see like I forget if it's the sky or the ocean in the background. Whatever it is, it just it looks amazing. Yeah. Um when he catches the gun, I love that. And just throws like, it back at him. It just showed like he's such a brute. Like they were totally, he's not suave, this smooth, cool, collect, uh, you know, calm, collective uh, spy anymore. He's a brute. And they make that point throughout the movie. Even when they check into the hotel later on, they're supposed to be under hidden names. He's like, I'm Bond. Yep. And she was so, you know, who he was with was mad at him. It's just, he's not a spy. He's, he's, he's uh, John McClane. Like he's just out there <laughs> just getting it done. <laughs> so he goes, he chases him into the, the, the embassy, which the guy must've just been. So he must've thought he lost him at this point. But anyway, we can skip all that. He, yeah. he, he gets out with the cell phone, which I think was the most important thing. Like he killed the contact, but he got the cell phone, which led him all the way to, I think he tracked it. Yeah. To... But I mean, I agree with you. I thought about that too, but then he said, we need him alive. But if they only needed the phone, then they didn't need him alive. Yeah. Like they did the whole chase was that they could just pull out his gun and shot him while he was running away. But anyway, yes, I guess I think they did ultimately want to question him if they could, but he essentially blows up the embassy. Maybe it was, was it the only way he could have gotten out of there? I I don't know. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Um, just a guess. Um, okay. So where are we here? Um, Bond shoots the tanks. He gets away and then we're, we're back. We don't know where. We're then on a boat with Lashif, um, and he we don't know where he is. Oh, yeah. Playing uh, what seemed to be the most uninteresting and boring game of cards. Was I he, th- like, teaching somebody else because he, like, told them what was going to... Yeah. It, it just looked like... So, I don't know. It just looked like the most boring event I think I've ever witnessed on film. Like, they were just sitting there. Yeah. Just three people. Yeah. And I think and, one of them was actually at the same card game later. Yeah. Yeah, for they sure. Were. Um, okay. And then something interesting happens in that scene, though. <laughs> Go on. Well, when his eyeball starts bleeding, when it starts bleeding. <laughs> uh, it's not great, actually. Let's. Uh, it's and it's not. That. And it's like, it's not that perfect red blood color because it's clearly mixed with another fluid. <laughs> so it's not. You know, it, it's it's a really. It's like a pinkish. Gross. Yeah. No. It's, uh, you know, that's such a good scene. Let's go ahead and listen to that. Yeah, he's uh, touching his eye there. <laughs> blood comes merely from a derangement of the tear duct. Yeah, a derangement. I love that. Nothing sinister. Nothing sinister. 
I'm not crying blood to be evil. Uh, it's just a thing that has to happen because of my eye, my weird eye. What did he call it again? Derangement. His uh, uh, derangement of his tear duct. Mm. Like, I feel like there's a better way to say that. <laughs> no, yeah. Most people, when they're referring to themselves, would uh, probably, you know, steer away from including the word. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Deter derangement. Deranged. Deranged. Yeah. Not a good one. Okay. So, um, I mean, is it simply that he needs to have something weird about him as a Bond villain? Like, that's the idea, right? Like, he's got to have yeah, well, a he's, thing. Yeah, he's got the scar on his eye. We don't know why. he And it, it, it's a glass eye, right? I think that's what we're because he's like. he's tapping on it. You can hear oh, a few times yeah, when right. during when he's playing yeah. cards. I didn't know if I remember thinking is is it all maybe metal? Is there something else in there? Like is he going to be able to shoot something out of there later? That never happened. Spoiler alert. Um, okay, so I don't think you can spoil something that didn't happen. But okay, well maybe people are thinking oh maybe <laughs> they haven't seen it. And they're listening that's to this enough. first. So and they're could, hearing, so there many... is a laser eye coming up. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, be... there's not. Sorry, that's just not true. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> so where do we go after this? Let's see. Um, I guess that's our introduction to him. What What do you think of, of our of our villain here? I, I mean, I think, yeah, he looks pretty creepy. He yep. looks sinister for sure, even though he says explicitly says nothing sinister about it. Uh, but it looks, he seems a little dull to me right here. Like it's not, they're playing cards. He does threaten them about you can get off on the shore or I can get, you can get off now if they're not on board with his investment plan right i mean one thing i thought was kind of interesting about him having going through the whole movie it's like up until a certain point he's kind of like a loser because he loses his i mean we're kind of jumping ahead a little bit but he, he loses um he, he doesn't pull off that explosion to short the stock to you know like that doesn't happen so he loses like a ton of money mm. uh he gets attacked by the ugandans later he loses to, to james bond and poker in the like later i mean we're going to talk about all this stuff more but the fact is through i don't know the first almost two hours of the movie he's just losing the entire time yeah. there's really no reason to be scared of him it seems well, I mean, he seems he to does, owe people money. I mean, he's... he does beat. They do beat somebody up in another scene at one point, or he has his goons do it. Yeah, but it's but, not even until it's really not even until a scene we'll, we'll definitely talk about later where he's he's uh, uh he's torturing James. Yeah, but I think to be to be honest, I think basically because I think if it was anybody else, Mads Mikkelsen pulled it off though. He's creepy. He's looks like a, a bad guy. Yeah. He's got that crazy eye. It bleeds. I think you're right. I he think looks that's the part, but it was just, it was more like in retrospect. Yeah. Like, it's, you have he to really think hasn't about done it. anything to earn it though, but he looks the part. He sure. looks the part and he says a few threatening things. So basically James, what, what happens? He, he tracks him to the Bahamas through the cell phone. Um, and he goes, uh, goes to the ocean club. Um, and the guy mistakes him for, oh yeah, that was a great scene where he, he's sort of go ahead. Um, well, no, I was just going to say, because I thought it was really funny how easy James Bond found him. I know he had, technically he had to break into M's place, M or Q, yes. yeah, M. He broke into his boss's place to use her computer to track, uh, the cell phone. Cause the, the cell phone that he got from the guy, cause he was in a lot of trouble for blowing up the embassy, right? In England, the prime minister was pissed. Yeah. So he's taking some heat. So he was under, he was hiding, broke into her place to use her computer to find out to track this phone. But I still thought, even though he had to use her computer, 
I feel like this is a huge terrorist global organization and they had they didn't have any coverage to not get trace their cell phone. But again, they were using a supercomputer. I get it. They're they're the MI6, right? Yeah. MI6, right? Yeah. And also we, so we, I I I got into a, a thing there about the whole Bahamas thing, but we did skip um him meeting up with M. Um what did you think of of her appearance? Was this the first time Judy Dench was playing M or was she in I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. But I do like their chemistry a lot. It was fantastic. Like you can tell that uh she's not going to take any crap for sure, but she also knows that he's going to get it done. Like he's going to whatever needs to get done, he's going to get it done with as little, you know, damage as possible. He's going to do some bad things, but he's going to get it done. Like she understands that. And uh I, I she and she's goes, a badass. And she goes on a bit of a rant here as well, listen. I loved it. <laughs> Who the hell do they think they are? I report to the prime minister and even he's smart enough not to ask me what we do. Have you ever seen such a bunch of self-righteous ass-covering prigs? They don't care what we do, they care what we get photographed doing. And how the hell could Bond be so stupid? I give him double O status and he celebrates by shooting up an embassy. Is the man deranged? And where the hell is he? In the old days, if an agent did something that embarrassing, he'd have the good sense to defect. Christ, I miss the Cold War. Okay, just a, <laughs> just a great introduction to, to M. Yeah. Uh, how's she feeling? Uh, not happy. Um, yeah, so that's great. And then, so where do we go from here, Derek? And that's and that's when Bond breaks into her house to use her computer because obviously he knows he can't go back to MI6 headquarters. So the last place they would expect to find him would be there. So he breaks into her house to use her computer to use the phone that to track the phone or the text message on the phone from the bomb maker in right where was it Madagascar? Yeah, yeah, where the chase was. And they 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 find out it's in uh, Paradise Island in in. Uh the bahamas at a place called the ocean club so james yeah. arrives at the ocean club uh so, <laughs> so he's tying his shoe he's like just right outside the club and someone immediately mistakes him for oh my God. um uh, a valet yeah. so he takes his car and parks it and then after he parks it he just immediately hits a reverse as hard as he can and just smashes smashes into a bunch of other cars well he smashes into a fence that's dividing the two parking spots right right and they and that fence falls into other a ton cars. of other cars. And I was like, that's not cool, man. Not cool. But he should have thought he was a valet, to be fair. But no, but he should have smashed that guy's car, not everybody else's. Well, he did smash that guy's car too. Yeah, I know. Like, but we've already established he is, he if, doesn't he has no look listen, listen. He doesn't care about anybody else. I know he doesn't care about anybody else, but I'm thinking of the little people here. Now you got a couple who just got married. They have they could they There's save no little up. people no, this, at this no, place. That's my point. There is. They save up money for their honeymoon and they go to the Bahamas, <laughs> they go to Paradise Island and they park their rental car and now they're screwed because freaking James Bond you think was just cuz James Bond was treated as an equal or a minion. Listen, the ocean, <laughs> no one is just saving up to go to, the, go to the Ocean Club, okay? You need you need a certain status to be There's going to the wild ocean horses club. on the beach. People are saving <laughs> up to go there. It is it's weird a, later on that one of the characters yeah. is like his his like beach is just on a or his his home an evil guy his home is just on a public beach <laughs> anyway okay so but he's creating a distraction was that always his plan to create a distraction i guess it was but it who just who was creating a distraction sorry cuz uh james after he crashes the all the cars he then goes sneaks into security to to check out the uh 
the tapes to see who made the text oh, phone I call. I didn't think of that. I, I suppose, yeah, because as he's walking in, everybody for some reason is running out. Everybody like, leaves. It's like it's like there is yeah a massive explosion, but uh, yes, I suppose that is true. Although I don't know if we're going to talk about the, that tape scene, I need to take a, take a minute and talk about what a coincidence that is. Or if we're going to talk about his video review scene, because I guess it happens right now, right? He sneaks into the office. Right. So he looks at the phone. All right. Mm-hmm. He knows he's on limited time. He's watching the door. All right. So he looks at the phone that he stole from the ter- or got from the terrace. Says the te- read the set. He received the text message at like 721 or something like that. Right. On a certain date. Right. So he has one camera that he's looking at. This is, as you said, this is a very, this is a ritzy, ritzy spot. Costs a lot of money. Probably have hundreds of security cameras all over the place. Yeah. He has one on. There was one on the front gate. (laughs) So he rewinds it to that date. Yeah. And that time. It just happened to be that camera. And that guy came out of the car sending the text message at that moment on that one camera. It's true. Because See, now, we knew that we knew the text came from that, that Ocean He knew Club, that came from there, exactly which we, phone he didn't know. Yeah. So if he had to spend all night, like they did like a montage of him looking at video at each camera at that time, <laughs> and he found it fine. But, the you know, the one camera when he had 30 seconds, he rewound, rewound it to 12 hours earlier, and the guy was literally looking at the camera, <laughs> sending the text message. Hey, it, it, it timed up perfectly. The timelines were, were bang on. Um, sometimes these things just happen. Um, so I know. It's in a very interesting coincidence. <laughs> so, but essentially, so okay, he tracks down this Demetrius guy, um, yeah, and he 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 gets information out of his wife. Uh, let's see. So he joins the car game with Demetrius, steals the guy's or wins the guy's car. Uh, what else happens in the scene? Um, well, the guy Demetrius's girlfriend is sitting at the bar, lonely. Demetrius clearly treats her treats her like crap, and then her and Bond hook up that night. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, you know what? This this scene's this scene's fine. What I really want to get to is the next scene when uh, he leaves. You know, they're at. Uh, he's with Solange. I, I realized her name was because I had the the uh, closed captioning on. And good for you. So uh, <laughs> yeah, so he leaves her as soon as he finds right, out that yeah. he's going to Miami. Goes to Miami. I did do the a body quick... works. The the body works thing. Sorry. Yeah. I did a quick check because it is only a 45-minute flight from Bahamas to Miami. So figured, it is, Oh, wow. Look at you. Research. Well, I just wanted to see how plausible it was that he could actually be in Bahamas at in the evening and then be in Miami at night. Right. So Plausible. He can. Very plausible. Totally. Um, and so what I loved about that was um, he... he he follows Demetrius into this bodyworks exhibit with all like kind of the, the insides oh, of people. It's yes, like the people yes, without the yes, skin, basically. Yes. Um, but I thought it was amazing. They have a knife fight. Uh, Demetrius pulls oh. a knife fight on him. There's a they're in a, an ex- exhibit. There's a crowd. Uh, Demetrius pulls a knife on him, and they're doing which actually kind of cool was they're standing really close to each other, having a struggle. Oh. Which I kind of thought, okay, that's that's interesting because they're having a fight, but they have to be quiet. Yeah. But then ultimately, James stabs him in the side and, and just, just sits leave. him down. It's yeah. like, are there not people around? Like he just killed a man. <laughs> no one notices. I get that maybe he could do it quietly enough that he could not everybody would notice, but a couple people standing around would, yeah. someone would have seen that. Yeah. And not only that, he sits him down and then, then he takes his phone 
and he doesn't like he doesn't leave right away. He immediately takes two steps away from the man he just murdered <laughs> in a crowd of people and starts like rooting through his phone like right away. Like, yeah, no one says anything. This, this is this is the movie where we find out that James Bond is a terrible spy. <laughs> <laughs> like there is nothing subtle about him. Like nothing. Um, yeah, I hated that scene. I hated it. I thought it was so stupid. Like I thought for a second they were just having a thumb war or something. Like oh, I got you. Like I didn't. I really. It didn't. It didn't get me. Because uh, also, Daniel Craig is pretty big demetrius looks like a matchstick like he, he i mean looks, there's it, there's no way looks like a drown rat <laughs> yeah there is no oh there's the scene yes <laughs> there he is there he is um we actually just have the movie roll in the background yeah. when we're talking about it um but so where do we go from this this whole thing carries over into the guy uh that is going to blow up this sky fleet plane he he gets on the uh he gets in this a truck this tanker truck of some sort oh yeah but let's back up just a, a little okay. so bond f- finds this guy by taking demetrius's phone and calling him when they leave uh, when call so james bond finds uh has to f- he loses the bag right because yes. the bag he they, you know they switch the bags at the front gate so james bond has to use the phone that he stole from demetrius calls the guy outside calls the number yeah and he sees who answers the phone and he follows this guy yeah and he falls into the airport, and I, I, I guess I think you know what, bloody, bloody, blah, blah. Like there's that scene where he's in the tanker truck and he's going towards the, he's driving for like 20 minutes, <laughs> I swear, and it's like he's on a he's on a runway. There's like there can't be that much real estate. They've been driving at this thing forever. That's what I I thought the same thing, but I just wanted to talk about that point in the terminal where James again is just a uh, really bad spy. Yeah. So say what happened. He follows him into. He's following him. He's just got a backpack on. So he follows the guy. Into he's been the following term- for a while. He's been following him since the Body Works, you know, exhibit. Yeah. And he follows him to the terminal of the airport. And then he's literally like, what? What would you say? 25, 30 feet away from him. Pretty close to him. Just leaning up against the post and staring right at the guy. His, well, he's got his back turned, but the guy's looking in a mirror, trying on glasses. And he's clearly doing that to check out who's behind exactly. him. Exactly. And he is just glaring at him. And it's, like I, it's I obvious. Like, I know that. I'm not a spy. Right. You, you caught on that. You know, you're not a spy. I think everyone figured it, this guy was looking into the sunglasses thing to to you know look around what was going on behind him because he probably sensed something totally and then that was driven home when he saw his beautiful blue eyes <laughs> just staring at him right in the mirror they were stunning they were piercing <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm glad we, we we went back and talked yeah, about we that. Did that it was very detour. important but it was just another example of how bad he is anyway so i just you know i, I wasn't in love with the scene with the truck only just because it's like one of those things where it's like they're punching each other for so long and it's just uh, it was dragged out yeah a little too long and then of course he didn't end up blowing up the thing there was there was an explosion he blew up the bad guy in the end yeah um <laughs> but the main point was the the plane didn't blow thanks god the sky fleet's prototype <laughs> was saved um but the whole point was to it's funny to watch the scene and then be like what what, what this all about was the stock market yeah well, here's the thing. And this is what uh, another funny point about this movie. Like, this is a James Bond movie. And I know everything about it is new. It's, you know, it's reinvented. But here's, here is the, the, so the plot of this movie basically is a bad guy's co- making, creating a terrorist attack to bet against the company that it affects. That's it. So he makes a lot of money, right? Yeah. Here is 
the plot to Diamonds Are Forever, okay? Uh-oh. The plot for Diamonds More Are research. Forever, 1971. Small research. So there's... Uh, the bad guy impersonates a reclusive billionaire, Wayne Willard White, and he uses his business empire and an illegal diamond smuggling network to build and launch a diamond-powered super laser to blackmail the world into giving up its nuclear stockpiles or to handing them over to him. It's actually not that clear. But this one is, hey, let's cause an explosion and bet against the company that's affected by it. Same same thing because <laughs> they're usually the bad guys going for global domination even yeah and even what they're trying to stop is just it correct me if i'm wrong but what they're trying to stop in this movie james and the other good guys is the transfer of money like where they're trying to bleed la Chifra out of money basically so he can't finance shit yeah that's and, basically and, it right well, yeah because he was going to make a lot of money if this stock fell right the price fell if the plane blew up and the stock fell so then he would and he give that that was investments for uh, all the money that he invested was from terrorists they seem to think that that would basically bankrupt him and then he wouldn't have anywhere to go right. it was a, i don't know I, that was kind of a strange it, it, it's it strange is, to me but it is kind of funny though because a hundred million dollars in 2006 of course it's a lot of money but it's not like a insane amount of money if like, you're a ugandan uh drug lord uh, and you've just given it to three humongous suitcases to a man, uh, and they've lost it. Yeah, it's a lot of money. Yeah, but I mean, I'm, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> um, it's, a it's a ton of money. It's a ton of money. It's, but I mean, just for example, when did Die Hard come out? 1988, right? Ooh, 87, 87, 88. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you know how? Do you remember how much they were stealing from the Nakatomi Plaza? We talked about it. Six hundred million. So yeah. that's. 18 years earlier they were stealing 600 million this guy's flouting 100 million like i'm, I'm just saying in the grand scheme of global terrorism it doesn't sound like that much money i guess i guess i, I wasn't i wasn't doing comparison shopping on uh, global terrorism uh uh you know how much each was spending on each thing okay so basically le Chiffre loses his 100 million yeah. uh solange is found dead tragically um so actually when, when just one thing that I picked up on um, is uh, James gets. Uh, oh, that's James's love interest. Uh, right. Shortly, yeah, yeah. But um, before they send him off to Montenegro to do the whole um, the card, game. the card thing has kind yeah. of been put together by this point. But they have to track James, so uh, let's listen to how that sounds. Years he was involved with a man we knew as Le Chief, private banker to the world's terrorists. He invested their money and gave them access to wherever they wanted. Oh, good. You're here. Albanian, we believe. Chess prodigy. A bit of a mathematical genius and like to prove it by playing poker. James is getting his tracking device put in. I love this. Ow. <laughs> so deadpan. I could watch so him just say, ow. But it looks like there's a giant hole in his arm. It doesn't look like it was like... Like... If a, if this movie were done today, it would be seamless. It would just that that wound would just go away. He just has like a, a, yeah. But look at the size of that thing. It's pretty big. It's huge. Listen, it's I got my flu arm. shot two weeks ago, and I couldn't barely lift my arm the next day. I mean, that was the size of like, you know, I don't know how big. It's pretty small, but it looks like a, a tic tac. Is a fair comparison. He did say ow. 
He did say <laughs> Al, to be fair. My point is, it's going to be very sore tomorrow. <laughs> Think of all the different um, fights, <clears throat> cuts, bruises, bumps, James Bond. I've never heard him say Al before. <laughs> so to your point, that must, that, have, that must have really, really hurt. hurt. Exactly. So basically, where do we that, go from Matt. here? He's He's on to... He's basically going off... Oh, before he goes to the card game... Well, this is where he, they find out about the card game, right? He's going to try... Because Lashif the Bat, Mads Mikkelsen, lost the uh, the money. Yes. So now he wants to win it back by playing poker. But 10 people, $10 million buy-in. $5 million, uh, Yeah, $10 million buy-in, $5 million to, to re-up, basically. Yeah, buy, um, bef- buy back in. Before he... You would know the terms better than me. I'm not a poker guy. But so before he gets to Montenegro, though, uh, there's a, a choice meeting with, um, well, I guess we should play a little bit of it. He, it's uh, it's a tete de tete, perhaps, uh, between he nice. and uh, Moneypenny. Um, Wait, what? what? This isn't Moneypenny? This isn't the Moneypenny character? I know Ava that's not Green? her name. Yeah. Oh, I don't, I, I don't, I didn't assume that. Is that what you're thinking? I didn't pick up on that because Money Penny is a reoccurring character. She's not. Don't isn't there at one point they mentioned something about Money Penny? I swear, or did I just assume because she's the finance person that that's her job? Hmm, makes sense. I mean, I, I thought about I it, but she I was never. The, I know. There's I one in, is there one in every movie? There I, was. Yeah, she was the assistant to M. Right. I thought outside the office, which would it would make it better, like more progressive, if they make her not a secretary but an actual spy or a right, you know, because I mean she's out in the field, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. She's a spy. She has that's she's she's going along in the same room as a terrorist. Like (laughs) I mean, fair enough. I don't know why, but it is a great scene. She was money penny. Maybe you're right. I don't know. I shouldn't say. I just didn't get it. I didn't see that. But if you did. Let's roll with it. Hmm. But it doesn't change the dynamic of their relationship. It's no, fantastic. It, it, no, it changes everything for me. <laughs> Just joking. Okay, so let's listen to a little bit of this scene. I got the impression we were risking millions of dollars and hundreds of lives on a game of luck. What else can you surmise, Mr. Bond? About you, Miss Lind? Well, your beauty's a problem. You worry you won't be taken seriously. Which one can say of any attractive woman with half a brain? True, but this one overcompensates by wearing slightly masculine clothing, being more aggressive than her female colleagues, which gives her a somewhat prickly demeanor. And ironically enough, makes it less likely for her to be accepted and promoted by her male superiors, who mistake her insecurities for arrogance. Now, I'd have normally gone with only child, but, um... You see, by the way you ignored the quip about your parents, I'm gonna have to go with orphan. Whoa. Whoa. That's heavy. All right. Her turn. By the cut of his suit, you went to Oxford or wherever. Naturally think human beings dressed like that. But you wear it with such disdain. My guess is you didn't come from money. And your school friends never let you forget it. Which means you were at that school by the grace of someone else's charity. Hence the chip on your shoulder. And since your first thought about me ran to orphan, that's what I'd say you are. Whoa. You are. <laughs> I like this poker thing. It's a and great that scene. makes perfect sense. Since they're my six looks for maladjusted young men, I give little thought to sacrificing others in order to protect Queen and Country. You know, former SAS types with easy smiles and expensive watches. Rolex. Amiga. Beautiful. 
Now, having just met you, I wouldn't go as far as calling you a cold-hearted bastard. No, of course not. But it wouldn't be a stretch to imagine. You think of women as disposable pleasures rather than meaningful pursuits. So as charming as you are, Mr. Bond, I will be keeping my eye on our government's money and off your perfectly formed hearts. You noticed. Even accountants have imagination. How was your lamb? Skewered. One sympathizes. Good evening, Mr. Bond. Good evening, Miss Lind. It's a great scene. What do you what, just what do you make of that scene? I it's just oh it's just uh you know two heavy hitters like they're just they're on the same level they re they know each other they read each other they've had to deal with these people before it's in the and they're both perfect in it is there an orphan vibe happening are they both <laughs> orphans is that part of the thing or are they well, are they I, kind of into each other because they're both orphans is that a thing or am i just it, reading into that too much? i mean i guess it would make sense if you live I, I i don't know i've never been an orphan but uh, if you never have somebody that you can trust or depend on, you would kind of end up being a spy because you'd always be alone. You don't really can't really depend on anybody. You can't trust anybody. They're both spies. Hello. Uh, well, neither you're of them, welcome. And neither of them <laughs> said they weren't an orphan. And I think, I think it makes their relationship, especially at the end, it's very intense. Maybe a little bit more believable if, right. they're, if they're looking That's for fair. some some sort of safety. Yeah, a connection. And they can find it in each other, especially two people sharing a traumatic incident. That's kind of what happens. Um, this is not important, but I need to take a second just to play this scene. <laughs> just last minute details. Apparently, we're very much in love. So Do dossier. you usually leave it to porters to tell you this sort of thing? Only when the romance has been necessarily brief. I'm Mr. Arlington Beach, professional gambler, and you're Miss Stephanie Broadchest here. I am not. You're going to have to trust me on this. <laughs> no, I don't. Miss Stephanie Broadchest. <laughs> yeah. It's probably what her name would have been in an early, like right, a 60s exactly. version <laughs> yeah. of, of, of this movie. Um, okay, so where do we go from here? Um, basically, they, now they, they start playing cards. Basically, they start playing cards for like a very long time. Um, as much as I enjoy all the card stuff, and we will talk about it, I mean, we don't have to go into great detail no. about it. I mean, what are some they of went your up, big went, thoughts yeah. about the cards and your initial thoughts about this? Well, the, the one thing in particular that I think is really funny is uh, Mr. Chiffre, yep. uh, Mads Mikkelsen's character, is apparently a mathematical genius and an expert poker player. But the first thing they notice is his tell. And his tell isn't like some little twitch in his eye or a lip or whatever. His tell is like pounding his head with his fingers. When you can audibly hear him <laughs> clinking on his own glass eye. He's bluffing. Exactly. I mean, it's just, it's so absurd. But that, you know, other than that, the rest of it, it all made sense. You know, Bond lost. They don't trust him to win the money back. And then, of course, there's there's the chance encounter with the CIA. And so, but back up for a second. Does does Le Chiffre know who Bond is, basically? Is that what you're saying? Like, he knows he's James Bond. Does he know he's a spy? Yeah, because remember, he saw the video. Right. At the He saw the video of the, what was it, consulate or embassy in Madagascar. He right. saw James Bond blow up and steal the phone. Right. blow up the embassy um so he does know and that's when 
you know, he goes to check into the hotel. He's supposed to, as we just heard, was supposed to check in as Mr. Beach. Right. But he checks in as a Mr. Bond. It's under Beach. Even their interaction when he first goes to the casino and he meets the Shifra. Yeah. He says, is it Bond or is it Beach? Yeah, exactly. I forget what he even says to him there, but it's just kind of like, no, whatever. But uh, yeah, Vesper, Eva Green's character, gets mad at Bond for checking in under Bond. And he says, well, he knows who I am. Right. So there's no point in hiding it. So the whole thing is just kind of silly because the bad guys know the good guys are there. The good guys know the bad guys are there. And yet, for some reason, the Swiss bank just allows all of this to go on. They don't care. They don't care. Um, and so, uh, you know, they play poker for a while. Yeah. There's a lot of all-ins happening. There's, they explain about how he finds the tell. Um, yeah. And then then they, uh, they're about to take a break. Um just just before or they call the break in the card game and this is when bond goes up and places the tracker in uh in the puffer yeah it's like i think the whole so i guess you're the whole point of asking about it earlier is i guess the whole reason he had it was so james could put a tracker in it later now listen as someone with a puffer let me tell you one thing uh the, <laughs> the way he puts that in there that thing would slip right down and go i'm i'm sure he must have inhaled the thing at some <laughs> well, point. Maybe that was the point. Maybe it was like a nano tracker or something. Just, I mean, maybe. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I think it was just supposed to be in, in the inhaler, right. but realistically, he would have like sucked that in. I know this for a couple reasons. Now, I took <laughs> uh, a first aid course. I can't wait for this. Took a first aid course, and the thing that really stuck with me was uh, our, our instructor told us that a lot of times people with inhalers will have it in their pocket. They'll take it out because they don't have the cap on it other stuff will get in there. And so when they go to use the inhaler, other stuff comes in and that's how people choke because they, they're Inhale, inhaling, lint, inhaling whatever is in there. Yeah, a penny. Um, now I'm extra <laughs> reminded of this uh, the time I took uh, inhaler out of my pocket and I inhaled a Tums. <laughs> there was a Tums lodged in my throat. And I remember thinking, is this how I die? Uh, is this how I die? Um, I didn't. I'm still here. Um, Thank you. The Tums didn't make it. <laughs> point is i i just don't think that uh i, I think he would have inhaled it so a, a, a tiny a tiny quibble by me a little unrealistic however more unrealistic is no one saw him walk up and put a tracker on this right. he did it in front of, it wasn't sly he it just wasn't kinda, smooth he picked up his thing and yeah. popped the th- anyway uh, just a minor uh, issue for me um and then they're, they're taking their break uh for me if i've been playing cards for hours four hours at this point yeah a really long time because the card game goes into the next day, correct? Yeah, the next, yeah. They, and so they I come mean, back after a break, and then they break for the night. Yeah, that's right. Um, and so it's just like I've been playing cards for four hours. I, I would. What would you do if you had a? Four, I'd have a shower. You'd have yeah, a shower have an for hour, sure because you're like I. Maybe everybody seems to be staying in the hotel that they're playing, so you just go upstairs, grab a shower. Um, maybe even like a quick power nap, like a twenty oh, minute totally. power nap. Yeah, I would rest. Maybe have a drink. Gotta have just, maybe a sandwich. Oh yeah. What would suck was be if I spent my entire hour fighting Ugandan warlords. Um, this and this goes for both Lashifra and for Bond. Like, you know, they they threaten to cut off Lashif's uh, girlfriend's arm. Yeah, uh, Rebecca Romaine. He doesn't. Oh, is that her? I think it was. I didn't realize it till they poisoned the drink. But if it's not her, it looks a lot like her. Interesting. Because I rewound it when I saw it. I was like, mm. but I didn't look it up. Uh, we know there's an actual answer, but if you are listening at home, um, our Twitter poll, uh, right now we're going to be, uh, go to our, our Twitter account is action movie hall of fame. 
at, so it's action movie H O F at Twitter. Yeah. Um, and we're gonna have a Twitter poll there. Is that Rebecca Romaine Stamus? <laughs> now, best if you well, don't. No. Oh. <laughs> Jeez, Louise. Best if you don't look it up beforehand, because that ruins no, the fun. No, I won't. I won't look it up. But I just—it's not Rebecca Romaine Stamos. It's just Rebecca Romaine. Yeah. I'm yeah. Sorry, John. Um, Irreconcilable differences. <laughs> so just a, a bad, a bad run-in for uh, Lashifra. He gets yeah. strangled like he's he's getting strangled with one of those like thin rope thingies, Ooh, yeah, those which look always look painful. Probably looks left so a mark. Bad. Probably left a mark. Oh. James obviously had his big run in in the the stairwell. Yeah, that was a great scene. Great fight scene in the stairwell. Um, great scene, great touching scene when she um, v- Vesper is clearly. How long has she been in the shower? Hours? Because it's after the second yeah, round. Yeah, he of, went back to play cards. She could have been in the. Sh- so she's sitting there in the shower. He he finds her. And it's a pretty touching scene. Uh, the part where... I thought it was a great scene. What about the part where he licks her fingers? Yeah, that was stupid. Was that was that supposed d- to be I, sexy? Well, I mean... Because he's licking a dead Ugandan man's blood off no, of her fingers. No, no. Well, it was metaphoric. I thought it was maybe... No, she was in the shower. Literal. There's no way if she was in the She's shower that long... She's caked in Ugandan there's... blood. No? No? I guess not. <laughs> Derek says No. <laughs> I thought she really had the. I thought maybe it was like a spy move. Listen, if you want to get the, the blood off, you got to so suck it off with a tongue. You got to put it in someone so else's mouth. That's actually so. I because I just assumed it's metaphoric. Like I because I'm pretty sure she said, "I feel like I can't get it off my oh. hands." And then he sucks her fingers. Mm. He doesn't lick them. He sucks them. Yeah, like big time. they are tootsie rolls. Yeah, and. I thought I was just like, well, that's. I mean, I said it was stupid. It's not stupid, but I'm just. It's a bit much. Like, he could have just like wiped them like, yeah, gently, and it For would sure. be, and be like, how's that? But sucking them, it it takes so, it to okay, kind of a the sexual... sucking aside. I, I I had to talk about it, but yeah, it's weird. But that 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 aside, the scene in general, yeah, it was great. Feel? Oh, I thought it was great. Like, it, there was some touching, vulnerability. slowing it down to like kind of like like allow someone to feel traumatized yeah in an action movie was kind of interesting yeah and also just um um, i I guess a more sensitive side to to james taking the time to show him being that comforting person um just a little bit more of a a character arc a little deeper yeah totally and i mean it plays it plays out between these two it's and that's actually like the movie kind of changes and now it's like from this scene on it's almost kind of like a love story for sure. Because there's not much... Well, there is a pretty good action sequence that happens uh, after the card game. So essentially, because we don't really need to go into much more detail about the card game. So essentially, James Bond saves the bad guy from the Ugandans, though. Do we have right? to talk about the um, the the poisoning at all? I, I do like that scene. I don't know why I like the poisoning scene. I don't know why either. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could take it out and what, what are you missing? Nothing. You Literally could take nothing. out almost the whole card game. Like fact, they, they could have played a slot machine, and <laughs> they would be the same movie. <laughs> I think the I think the real payoff. Then I won't get into it a lot. I was going to play a clip. We won't bother. But um, I, I guess what I like about that scene is when he just kind of comes back oh, yeah. to the table. That's kind of maybe the build up, uh, and then you know, Lashifer. Well, just it like, was just to me again. It's like he saw a ghost a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that was a great interaction between them. But again, to me, that was just like, I, I'm sure MI6 would prepare their spies, their double O agents with antidotes that would be for a wide variety of poisons. Mm. But sure enough, they happen to pick a poison that he has the antidote to in his car. I also. And I That's also very just, convenient. I also like just the idea. I like how 
all this team is huddled around a computer at MI6, and they're, yeah. it's almost like uh, you know when there's a space mission and there's a you know everyone's yeah, in Houston. Houston. Yeah. It reminded me a little bit of that. I, I just like that dynamic. I did, yeah, it was kind of funny because it's a cool dynamic to have. It doesn't belong in this movie in any way. It's that's a space movie, uh, but they just they just kind of slid they it, snuck in. it in there because it was for like two minutes. Exactly. Um, okay, so where do we go from here? So he's played cards. Let's just, you know. Ultimately, he, he ends up winning. He, he beats him, yeah. Yeah, Bond wins. And then we think it's over. We think it's over. They're they're enjoying a nice dinner. Right? Oh, that's right. Yeah, they did have a nice dinner, they though. Did that have, was a nice scene. It was a nice scene. And it's crazy how much time this ate up. I love the it's interaction. Like 30 minutes of the movie. Like a quarter of the movie is. I think it's longer than that, man. Maybe. I, maybe, <laughs> maybe. Maybe even 40 to 45 minutes of poker. and I, Which actually, in a way, I mean, we are the Action Movie Hall of Fame. Find us on Twitter at Action Movie HOF. You can vote <laughs> on our Twitter poll. But we are the Action Movie Hall of Fame. And through a lot of this, not a ton of action. No. But the action scenes that are here, for the most part, are pretty great. Yes. I would, Yes, absolutely. So, but the, this movie also, with the body works earlier, they were trying to capitalize on pop culture in 2006. Because... Texas Hold'em was big. That's, uh, that's true. That's the only time I was playing poker was, you know, after university or a little bit at the end of university, right? And then uh, that Body Works thing came out, that yeah. museum, which I when it came out, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And now you look back now, you're like, oh, why did we have that? <laughs> I, think I mean, it, it's still pretty cool. It was actually, it was is where we live not long ago. But anyway, so what happened was basically um, uh, Vesper got a text from from Mathis, she's like, I gotta go meet him. This yeah. is when they're sitting down having their nice dinner, and James doesn't think anything of it right away, and then he's like, Mathis. And I think it occurs to him that he is the one that gave Lashifra the information that he knew was tell. Yeah. He's and the so, only one who didn't he didn't trust. Exactly. Yeah. So um Vesper goes out in the parking lot, she gets whisked away, he chases. Uh I I love this I love the scene. It's so short though, like there's a scene where he's like he gets in his car and he's chasing her at top speed. And there's like this long shot where he's like, it's like rolling hills. Yeah. And it's like nighttime and it looks amazing, but it's over so quickly. Yeah, it's, it's a very short, I think it was meant to be like a tease. Yeah. Like you think this is going to be this big, big chase scene. And then yeah. it just, they cut the carpet out from under, or pull the rug out from under you and Vesper's lying on the road. And thank God. How, how did he not? It's I, amazing. He saw her. I feel like he could have got around her. And, and still stayed on the road? Yeah. Without flipping the car. He's going pretty quick. She was literally in the middle of the road. Do you ever drive in the middle of the road? She was now, literally laying on the yellow line. Those European country roads are, can be pretty narrow. That's fair. That is fair. But I just... Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm just kidding. I mean, I think he could have got around it, but obviously the car crash, the scene, because it didn't cut away, was spectacular. It was amazing. Like, the, it followed the car, and then it took the back view, and the car was rolling toward towards the camera yeah was that was an amazing scene so now up until this point i i found as i mentioned um lashifer to be kind of a loser i mean he's he's got the eyeball thing he he he's creepy but he's he's creepy but he hasn't done anything to earn it and has been pretty much a loser up until this point but now he's torturing james yeah and uh, um i find this uh how how did you find watching the scene where he's torturing James by, by whipping him in the nutsack with uh, a large, heavy rope? 
I don't even know how to explain I, the, just what was a, that thing. Yeah, he just had a, a climbing rope, I guess you would call it. Like that's it'd be it looked like one of the ones you would see in a gym to climb, right? Like it was super thick. But it was almost like a knot. But at it had the a end. huge knot at the end, and it was only like what? What would you say? Eight feet long, maybe? Something like that, yeah. yeah. So he would swing it and so he took the seat out of the chair. And James Bond was naked, sitting in the chair with his hot hands t- tied behind the back of the chair. And then he just whipped him underneath. And it's funny because I kind of always... It's kind of a stupid thing that I've thought of before, is torture doesn't need to be complicated. I never thought about this specifically. Right. But I'm just like, all you need is a little knife. <laughs> and then you can torture the hell out of somebody. <laughs> Right? It seems like you have thought about it. (laughs) But not this specifically because it's so simple. I wonder. It's literally a rope in a chair. That's it. Uh, Not that I've thought about it. Yes, you have. But (laughs) I I wonder if there is a science to torture. Like you can only hit someone in the ball so many times before (laughs) before maybe they even just fall off. And then it's just like, you know, if he... If he just hits him until his balls fall off and he has no balls left and he doesn't have any other way to torture him. Well, I don't know if his balls ever would fall off. But to all of our doctor listeners, if you could explain this to us. uh, You can find us on Twitter. (laughs) Yes, please. Uh, It's uh, Action Movie H-O-F. Can you literally over-torture like this in one area? Like, I mean, forget about the balls, let's say, right? Let's say he's just hammering a Charlie horse with it. Could you get to the point where it's just like, ah, like where you're just completely numb, I guess? Maybe. The leg falls off. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine Charlie Merely horsing a somebody. Scratch. <laughs> Charlie horsing somebody in the same spot until Til they died. They had no leg. Until <laughs> their leg exploded. Um, okay. But it is a spectacular scene, torture scene. So it looks extremely excruciating. And so at this point, I mean. I had a hard time watching it, if we're being honest. Like, um, And actually, let's just listen to a little bit of it, because at some point I'm thinking, well, maybe James actually... I mean, I don't know he's, think he's going to say anything, but how is he going to handle the situation? Let's take a listen. <laughs> Miss Lynn will give me the account number, if she hasn't already. So all I need from you is the password. So sweaty. The password, please. I've gotten a ledge. <laughs> Amazing. Would you mind? He almost respects him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> he didn't have to do this. To the right! To the right! To he didn't have to do that. No, he you didn't. You are a funny man, Mr. Let's not forget. Yeah! yeah! This man's heart had to be restarted less than an hour ago. <laughs> now the whole world's gonna know that you don't scratch your fucking balls. <laughs> well, I died. I died. Yes. Because no matter what you do, I'm not gonna give you the password, which means your clients are gonna hunt you down and cut you into little pieces of meat while you're still breathing. Because if you kill me, there'll be nowhere else to hide. But you are so wrong! Because even after I slaughtered you and your little girlfriend, your people would still welcome me with open arms. Because they need what I know. Yeah. And then he gets shot. Yeah. Um, and then he's done. So he like reaches the apex, he's finally scary, and then he's gone. Yeah. Um, 
And so the movie feels again like it's kind of over. And if you thought the almost two and a half hours runtime was long <laughs> going into it, it's one of those movies where it's like, if or if you, I guess if you, sorry, if you didn't know the runtime going into it, there might be a couple times where you thought this movie was already over. Like, yeah, it's going to end now. Yeah, totally. And so what do we get after this? We get some rehab. Yeah, we get like a lot. Yeah, a lot of rehab. Um, in like, I don't know. I don't. Did they tell us where it was? Because it's stunning. It's somewhere in Europe, and it's on a lake. I want to say France. I have no idea. I want to guess Lake Como, but that's because it's a big lake, and I know George Clooney has a place there. So it's have, so it's nice. Yeah, but he, that's in Italy, northern Italy. So, what, but it's just stunning, right? And he, that's where he's recuperating, not applied after his balls. Could you imagine how swollen they'd be? That's I mean, all I could think about. That's <laughs> exactly. all I could think about. And like, no wonder he was in that. It just looked like a lovely uh, rehab place where they were, as you said. I mean, it was um, just gorgeous. But it's funny because at the end of this scene, uh, we, we've just lost the Shifra, and there's still 30 minutes left. Yeah, exactly. And so what did you think of the length of this movie, just, just while we're on it? Too Every, long? Yeah, everything dragged on just a few. It doesn't ruin it, but everything dragged on a few minutes too long. Like the card game, you could have cut, like like you said, it was probably approaching 40 minutes. Yeah. It could have been 20 easily. Like there was nothing in there that changed the dynamic of the movie. And now from here, from the recuperation period, we essentially get the love story, you know, between Vesper and James Bond, right? Exactly. And makes him quit being a spy actually like he they sail around the world he recovers they get the money from <laughs> the ever happy mr mandel <laughs> yeah <laughs> who, who tracked them down somehow i guess i don't know i love him he was he was gonna be my my that guy me too because he's such a he's <laughs> he such a pleasant so, he was a pleasant so character happy. at the end yeah um he's just, a breath of fresh air in this <laughs> in a serious, pretty dark movie it, yeah. it is it, it's pretty dark um and so it's funny because i'd forgotten about a lot of this movie and Same. I, when do you think the last time you saw it, when it came out? Yeah. Probably. I mean, I probably watched it one time after that, but it would have been very close after it came out. It's like probably when the DVD or Blu-ray came out, I don't, nice. I don't but you know what I'm saying? Way I'm to date us. It's like there was half an hour for this like love story to kind of occur, which after two hours is asking, I think, a lot of an audience. But okay, whatever. This is what the movie is. Um, and so they're doing this love story. And I really didn't remember it. And so yeah. what I thought was going to happen, I thought she was going to get shot. That's all I remember thinking was mm. they're, they're making us care way too much about their relationship. They're investing a lot in it now. And I feel like they're just going to be like, she's just going to get shot. That's it. Yeah, and it's going to be a tragic ending. And then, But that's not what happened. Yeah, I couldn't. I was doing the exact same i was going through the same thought process i was like i remember her i can't remember if she's bad and i think a lot of that comes to is because of the fact that the movie after this is just like we talked about just forgettable so i, where, where I know explains. that i watched it i remember yeah that i watched it i don't remember anything about it. not a thing but i remember she it showed that she was alive right so in this movie um yeah, watching this last half hour, like you're supposed to care so much about them, and then they get split apart. Yeah, but and it was and then because I was waiting for it too, and you saw it coming because they're at this hotel together, and then it's like they split up. Well, it's there like, was as also, soon as you know they split up, you know something. Well, because there was that 
another foreshadowing moment when they're pulling into the harbor. Like but the, the guy harbor, with the, uh, the, the eye patch. Yeah. Like what's with the eye patch, man? Always the guy with an eye patch. <sighs> Come on. But they're like, where were they? Venice? I mean, yeah. it was stunning. Beautiful. Oh, it was amazing. And so they're splitting up. She's going to go get money. He's going to get supplies. Um, and she says, she's typing on her phone before she leaves. She says, who was it? Matt? Was it Mathis again? No, no. I think it was the, her bosses. She just said, I'll I'll, I'll see you in a month. That's right. She made it seem like she texted that when he looked at the phone, it said, I'll meet you in 30 minutes or something. So he knew the gig was up. We're having this chase. And he um, also found out, he also had a phone call from M immediately before that, right. where the money hasn't been deposited yet. And that's where he calls his friend. Uh, what was that guy's name? Mr. Mr. Mandel? Yes. And so there's a chase. I mean, what did you make of, of the ending here? Um, there was parts of, like, I love the idea. I don't know if it's real. But the idea of buildings being held up in Venice by giant balloons under <laughs> submerged water balloons. This is where we probably should have done some research. I feel like that's absolutely probably a thing. <laughs> I, that's what I thought. And I thought it was spectacular. Because, but, the so the building starts sinking. Because they obviously need to lift it up to fix the foundation. That's what I'm thinking, right? That's the whole process. Right. Right? So while the, the building's being held up by... Like, I mean, what balloons? Huge balloons. I mean, just giant balloons, yeah. right? Uh, so when it, it starts to sink, which is, it's a great, like, I thought the whole, I think, seemed possible, right? Like, I mean, sure. it, yeah. if those balloons exist, right? Well, okay, so, well, let's get past that. Yeah, let's okay. assume the balloons exist and Fine. this is what's causing the house to sink because they've been popped. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we're going I mean, with it. We're, I mean, we're, 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 we're two hours and 14 minutes into a two hour and 25 minute movie. We're when going this far. We're into it. We're into it. When you said that, it's just so absurd. But it is spectacular. It's a great it's scene. Venice. Let's assume different things so happen there. Yeah. I mean, sure enough. But when they go up the stair, like at the end of the whole scene, after everything, he, there's a great death scene where he shoots a guy in the eye patch with the nail gun. Great. Great scene. So then she's, for some reason, went into the elevator as the building's sinking. Yeah, that's right? not a good place Which to is, go. It's, or, or was she like locked in there by... The, no. But why would you go into an elevator? The, clearly, this building is not operating at maximum efficiency. Right? Should be an elevator there, let's right? be honest. That's what I'm saying. And yet, she chose to go in there and basically locks herself in what looks like a shark cage. Yeah. Because it ends up going underwater. Yes. And she drowns. Yes. And <laughs> But <laughs> when he brings her back up, Okay. At the end of the movie, he brings her back up. They're on the roof of the building because the roof now is at water level. That's right. Yeah. But there was a sun. There's two sunroofs. Okay. And the water in the if you look into the sunroofs, like the broken windows, which is now where they're laying right mm-hmm. next to them, it's like a like it's it's bubbling like a volcano is about to erupt. But I'm like, why? There's nothing happening anymore. Why? Why is the water bubbling? Is the, that just residual? But why is there residual residual what? Because all that stuff that but, was a house just sank there's, yeah. there's like there's still stuff sinking when, when you like when you move water with your hand in the water there creates like bubbles i think there'd be a lot of that happening actually it didn't surprise me at all didn't surprise i, th- I saw it and i all thought right. of it and i was like yes I, that would happen there's I, a lot of movement it looked like an like entire a hu- huge... it looked like a hot tub yeah <laughs> an entire okay. huge house just sank and all the other stuff and all the stuff breaking off of it which was ridiculous. The scene was insanely I ridiculous. I would agree like, with you. It was like, 
I get that that could happen. Everything about it made sense, except for how long it took. Like that thing would crumble, I think, in no time. Yeah, that's fair. It was just that's like fair. it was like <laughs> it, it was would, just like shaking yeah, like a Jenga be... tower back and forth <laughs> for like ten minutes. Yeah. The, also, I wasn't a big fan of the the main bad guy at that point is just some random eye, guy with an eye patch. Eye patch, dude. Was, but he was not. He wasn't big. He just he was just a random guy with an eye patch. Yeah. and a hat. Um, we're getting pretty close to the end here. Uh, what else do we have left? Well, we, really, we didn't mention though. While he was traveling with Vesper, he did tender his resignation to M. Yes. So he did quit. Yeah, we all know that's actually going to happen, though. You know, is it important? I don't know, but I mean, is it important? No, but it happened, so I yeah. thought I should mention. <laughs> um, I guess yeah, okay. Well, okay, so but then see. when she dies, he he doesn't want to quit. I guess I don't know. He says the bitch is dead because she stole the money. So then he yeah, and then you know he tracks down whoever I don't know some guy. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that, that but guy. at this point, what do we? Like, we don't care. There's just no reason care. to care. Yeah. I mean, really, we should have stopped caring after, well, I guess there was the double cross, right? But um, but yeah. once she was dead, as far as we're concerned, all the characters involved who were bad are dead. Yeah. Mads Mikkelsen and her, because she, she stole the money from him. Yeah. And then, so the ending, to me, is a little weak, because I didn't care anymore. Yeah, there although... there still money at, at, but at there play? Was, like... They did say that her husband was held capture, and then like, they had to steal this money to save him. Right. So you got to think, I guess, from a James Bond perspective, because he, he, I think he loved her. He quit his job and now he finds out that she was just doing it to save her husband. Yeah. That's kind of a pun intended kick in the balls. Totally. <laughs> totally. And so, well, I'm, I mean, I guess we're kind of at how the it ends, end of yeah. the movie. Uh, what did you think of the ending? Didn't, yeah, I guess we just kind of talked about that. Yeah, I mean, he just, it just ultimately ended up being with them. Uh... It means we're getting close to uh, to our verdict here, but there yes. are a couple of segments we have to do first. So uh, first, let's just talk about best scene. Is that all you got, huh? Is that all you got? 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 So best scene, Derek. What, what? Well, I guess first of all, what are the nominees? Who could potentially be a best scene nominee here? The the opening scene, I guess, for sure. The black like, and white. The black and white. Scene? I wasn't. No, I meant like. Or I meant more chasing. like the chase. And, yeah, uh, totally. Uh, I would agree. Um, I guess it depends on the length of the scene. We're willing to talk about like we're willing to nominate right so to speak i hear you uh but i, I don't we're think open to interpretation i here. think the beginning it started on such a high note i don't think you can in this movie there was a better scene than that like i mean even though i think it was completely unnecessary the the crane scene was spectacular right and the hardcore parkour <laughs> hardcore parkour <laughs> was pretty great um I mean, I'm looking, I'm trying to think. I mean, I like so many parts of this, but that was clearly the most set scene. Right. But it makes me a little sad that it's at the beginning. Right. You know, because it's kind of like... I mean, to be honest, the torture scene from a film, like from a uncomfortable, awkward, and just good scene, it's it's good. But I don't... I, but zero rewatchability. Yeah. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> yeah. I don't look forward to it. Like, I mean... Yeah. 
as far as action scenes, you know, like was there some of the car chases were okay, you they know. They were okay. They weren't great. Um, and not... stuff that we were talking about is not very positive. Um, and I guess I'm going to have to agree. Oh, I, the poisoning scene should probably be mentioned. Um, no. Um, I guess, are, are we in agreement here? I mean, we're kind of, like, we skipped over the card scene because it is slow. But at the same time, that was part of the movie. The ten- It was tense. The, the looks between Mickelson and uh, Daniel Craig was good. Like, they were good. You know, it was just slow. Um, uh, the stairwell fight scene was also great. That was a great scene, to be honest. But yep. yeah, I think the beginning, the opening sequence, when that guy was just flying through that construction site, when he jumped down the elevator shaft yeah. and the bond slid through the hole in the floor, like, I mean, that was awesome. Yeah, there was, it was it was great. And I think, um, yeah, I, I still feel the same way. Like, I, I love that scene. It just, I wish there was something more later. I still, I still yeah. really like this movie. Um, but because like the, like later on, the big action scene was the truck scene, right? Where he ran to catch uh, up to the truck. Yeah. But like you said, it was, why was it 20 miles away? <laughs> like they would have planned it better, right? Sure. To be close. They would have, they had that much information. The truck shouldn't have been that far away. Exactly. So anyway, um, but yeah, I think the opening sequence, um, yeah, that was that was that was the best one in my opinion. And I think before we get to our final verdict, which is coming up here in a second, uh, another uh, segment we have called "Is this their best movie?" I guess that's what we're calling this segment. I don't know why you laughed. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? There's got to be a hundred reasons why I don't blow you away. Don't print anything these days. So, is this their best movie? Um, I guess first up is Daniel. Craig, is this his best movie, Derek? Uh, up until this point, up until in this career? point in career, I think it's pretty clear that it is. This was, I, you know, this was. It seems to be. I shouldn't. I can't say for certain, but it seems to be his big break, like super big break, because obviously he's been in movies before this, right. uh, like bigger budget movies. But this was, I think the budget was, I wrote it down. I think it was $150 million. So that's, that's huge. Uh, and Daniel Craig, like we were talking about it, he was kind of a, a little bit of a no name before it. Well, the biggest movie he was in before this, probably Munich. Yeah. Um, although now that we're just saying that out loud, like I really like Munich and do I like it more than this movie? Yeah. So maybe, maybe, maybe we this have isn't to even his best movie. S- see that's true yeah i don't remember him in munich <laughs> but that, but that was, <laughs> he was great he was but, great but munich would have been uh, this movie was 2006 so munich would have been 2005 and i only saw it the one time so right. maybe we can cover it again but i would yeah up until this point in his career he either this or munich munich was as far as i remember a great movie a great movie and i think so basically what we're saying is casino royale is right there if, yeah if it's not his best it's it's right there yeah Okay, so we're just about to do our verdict, but before we do, we want to uh, tell you a little bit about our next episode, um, and also give you the option, or the uh, let you know you can vote on this too, because we're going to put this up on our Twitter poll as well. Do you think that Casino Royale should be in the Action Movie Hall of Fame? Um, we'd love to hear your vote. I mean, we're going to vote on a second, but also... Um, to let you know next week our next episode we're going to be listening we're listening to you're going to be listening to us talking about 
the movie The Rock. So that's the next movie <laughs> in our, our our series. Please listen. <laughs> please watch it, and then uh, you can listen along. And obviously, you'll be watching it like we did. So, all that being said, it is now time to decide if Casino Royale is in belongs in the action, action movie, movie Hall, Hall of, of Fame. Of fame. <laughs> Wow. You can tell by how tense the music is. This, this A decision must be getting made. This is serious. This is very serious. Derek. What are your thoughts? Don't don't give away your verdict right away, but just uh, yeah. what are, what are you thinking about when you reflect back on this movie? When it's been a while since I watched it the first time and I probably like many people you ca- caught it on tv or parts of it on tv after it came out in 2006 and yep. a few years later um and you you remember it fondly and when i watched it you know i completely forgot about that opening black and white scene i thought that was spectacular mm-hmm. and then you despite know, the frumpy pants this <laughs> yes <laughs> despite the frumpy pants the parachute this, pants. This, this movie at this point casino royale still has a chance to make it into the action movie hall of fame despite frumpy pants yes continue Derek. that that's that's a high bar <laughs> um so yeah and then the opening sequence was fantastic but i would say there was too much stuff going on that i didn't care about because mm-hmm. um, it is know, a long movie. Again, it's it was a long yeah, movie. it was two hours and twenty four minutes. I think according to my the the version that I watched, and it was the the card game. I mean, you could have almost taken it out, essentially, like because they knew he was bad. The CIA was there; they all knew he was bad. I feel like they could have forced the Swiss banker to do something. So, I mean, you could have taken the whole thing out. Uh, there's definitely a lot of se- great scenes. The torture scene was fantastic. Again, hard to rewatch. The even though I really liked the building sinking scene, mm-hmm. it just seems kind Could of have taken re- twenty minutes. Yeah, it, like the whole love story <laughs> afterwards, the recovery. Um, at the end of the day, I, there was just too much that I didn't like about this movie. I'm going to stop you there for a quick second. Uh, our our music has run out. We're going to reboot it. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> I'm going to vote no. Oh wow! It does not get into the action movie. Wow. Um, so, as we learned uh, last week, we didn't learn this last week, as anyone doing simple math at home knows, uh, that already, already means the movie's not in the Hall of Fame. My vote but means I still, nothing. Yeah, but I still want to hear your point of view. For sure. And your vote. Um, my vote. You know, <laughs> it's a funny thing because... In the back of our minds, I don't know about you, but when I'm watching this movie, it's always kind of the question looming over everything now, right? When I'm watching this movie, I'm doing my research, I'm taking my notes, but I'm also wondering, in the back of my mind, I'm always thinking about it. Yeah. and it's, it's, I'm thinking about it when I watch anything now. And, <laughs> and now... A Charmin commercial. I'm like, uh, I don't know. I don't know about those bears. <laughs> yeah, those... They're pretty those bears are not in the uh, toilet aggressive. paper hall of fame. Too many... Anyway, um, <laughs> so yeah, I like this movie a lot, and I loved re- I loved revisiting it. But like you said, it's so long. Not that that's a. <laughs> it it could have been cut. Or, it could have been cut more. It could have been tighter. It could have been an amazing action movie. Yes, but, but there's also not a lot at stake. Like we talked about, a hundred million dollars. Like I mean. 
I yep. feel like that's not and we don't know what the next terrorist attack is going to be. Like, we don't know if they're foiling a plot. It yeah. all seems to be built around a card game. How do we make this? How do we make a high stakes card game? Right, yeah. In 2006, relevant to an action movie. Um, I'm going to vote no, too. Wow. Yeah. Casino Royale, not in the Action Movie Hall of Fame. It, if you're listening at home, visit us, visit us on Twitter, Action Movie HOF. We're going to have a poll up. Do you think Casino Royale belongs in the Action Movie Hall of Fame? We've both voted and no. Yeah. And, and actually, I, I might have been convinced that it could have gone in earlier After, this week, but yeah. I go, going through it and talking about it doesn't have the juice. No. It doesn't have the nuts. The first 20 minutes, I would say for sure. Then after that, it's just kind of downhill in terms of action movie, you know, Hall of Fame ed- eligibility. Wow. Yeah. I, I didn't think that was going to be the result. I, I thought coming I out of this, we were going to have another, I, I, I know they really <laughs> liked it and I, and I liked it too, but I guess we just didn't like it enough. That's it. It wasn't good enough. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Daniel Craig. Um, I know you had your suit all picked out, um, but you're not going to be making it to the action movie hall of fame. Derek. Not on this movie. No, no. He's got other ones. We've so got we'll other see. ones. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see what happens. Yeah. Um, Derek. Thanks for joining me today. Thank you. We'll be back uh, next time talking about The Rock. Until then, this was the Action Action Movie Movie Hall Hall of of Fame. Fame. (laughs) Thank you. Happy trails, Hans. Sai. Anara. What's adjourned? Get off my plane. Hasta la vista, baby.